Some of us sit here in our small towns just thinking about dreams that we have and places we want to go. Maybe we want to be in the film business, you know? Maybe we want to go to the bright lights of Hollywood and partake in the film industry, right? Some of us sit at home in our small towns and think about it, but we never do much about it. But our guest tonight, our guest tonight did something about it. He went and filmed some ladies doing great things to great men. And I, he, he's our friend Brandon McIntosh, and he brought Tyler Shazma here today. Yeah, all right. Went down to Los Angeles, filled some ladies, or helped out on a crew, uh, ladies uh, performing sexual acts, and I'm really interested to talk about it, but the only way I can do it is by playing one song, boys. You know what it is. What is it, Peter? It's a theme song. Oh, this one? Oh, hey. Welcome, welcome to Live from the Dutch Hall, the best po- uh, podcast ever to come out of Pine Grove, Ontario. And there, it's mostly because of the best band in podcast history, The Nocturnal Emissions. Yeah, that's right. Yes, comprised today of Steve the Reluctant German on lead guitar. Yay! Uh, on Cahoon Yay. slash guitar, the man that's praying for rain, Michael Bow. Yeah. Uh, David Charters, the man that writes the music for the show and the guy with the greatest duster in the group, is here. Dave Charters. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. And on bass, we have Whiskey Wes Hagens about to get lucky at Bushstock. I can just see it in his yeah, eyes. And uh, playing the egg shaker, my brother, bartender, and bus driver, Paul Van Dyke is here. Hello. Hello. And I don't know if you noticed the guest uh, guitar on the theme song today and uh, the opening song. Well, that was, uh, it should be familiar to you all by now, that was the sweet stylings of Braden DeCumin, who's here today. And our guest tonight, our guest tonight is a comedian and a friend of mine that I've been lucky enough to work with over the past few months, and he is, uh, Brandon McIntosh is here. Brandon brought uh, a regular of the show with, with him tonight. A uh, good friend of the show, and he's been on many episodes. Comedian Tyler Shazma yeah, is also here. Yeah. Let's hear it for him. And I am your host, two-time President's Club, Ro- President's Club Award winner. Sorry. Pete Van Dyke. Nothing? Yeah. <laughs> I'll clap for myself. Blew our water early. <laughs> Who do you clap for the most that time? Shaz, I think. He got the best applause. Well, welcome, everybody, live from the Dutch Hall. As I said, it's been in a, it seems like it's been a long week since we were here last, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. It always seems like it's because yeah. we have so much fun, right? Isn't that that's right? That's right. Six days of fun. Yeah. So, Charters, you've been on a hiatus from your master of industry uh, job or whatever oh, yeah. your role. Two weeks straight. You just two weeks straight of holidays. That's Come awesome. back, and you just came back from a big camping trip. I understand up north. Yeah, I brought the family up to Tobermory, all six of us in a tent. For three nights. In a tent? Yep. 
Big tent. And you ended up, uh, this is like rock cliffs and, and long hikes. and Oh, it's fantastic. Lots yeah. of snakes. Snakes and frogs and the only poison- wildlife. And you still, you bring four children up there. You and Teresa playing zone defense the whole time. No problems at all? No, it was great. Cover it was great. They're old enough now, I guess. Eh? They're pretty old. They can approach the edge of death and destruction and not step off. Is there a possible another charters on our hands? <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> on the- well, if there is, I'm going to have some questions for my wife. <laughs> right. Because so I got the all clear email, Steve. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Steven, yes, you've gotten fixed a couple weeks ago. Have you been a- able to try out the equipment since? I have. Really? It all works just same. Shoots the same stuff out. <laughs> shoots the same stuff. Out. I found my stuff to be a bit watery afterwards. Oh, it was a bit watery for a first bit, and I was concerned. <laughs> did you find you're looking more at your discharge than you did before because you want to make sure everything's working? No. Did you use it with your wife or with yourself? Uh, <laughs> there's been no inner splooge. <laughs> what? Not yet. What is that? What, is what does inner splooge mean? You go inside. Oh, you pull <laughs> yeah. out. I'm still. Oh yeah, yeah. So you're not the all clear yet. I don't have the all clear. Only There's outer splooge. No, no oh. inner splooge. So you get to have a good look at it. Are you looking more closely at it though? Not. No. Well, don't you want to make sure your junk still works? It's still squared the same stuff out. It, it doesn't matter. It's if it's outer splooge, you should be able to get a real good look at it <laughs> yeah, every time. Yeah, yeah I know. Why? Yeah, you could place. You could well, pick, the, you could what pick a, the spot you're going to place it. <laughs> yes. Some people like to call that a cum jacuzzi. Oh, yeah. Okay. Steve, what if you had a, like a big chowdery load before you got your vasectomy, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you get a vasectomy and you're shooting out this just like this old watery bullshit, right? You're like, this isn't my old load. Like this is what milk. I signed up for. Yeah, this looks like, yeah, skim milk at best. More just like, I don't know what it'd be like if you're trying to squirt a water gun and it's just a piece of shit you got from the dollar store. And it's just squirting that stupid shit out. You know what it is? What That's if you had a, like a glass of water that had milk in it before? Whoa. Like that. Cloudy water? That's the worst. Yeah. That's not good. What if it's yellow and chunky? Yeah. You know, there's all sorts of reasons why you want to look at it. They're all causes for concern as far as I'm concerned. I don't really care. It feels the same. Oh. It well, feels good. good Who cares what it looks like? Wes, you got some new ink, I see. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Oh. Is it hurt? No. Itchy as fuck, though. It, just from the healing process? Is that it? Yeah. Did it hurt when you are getting it done more than the other ones? Because it's a big one. Uh, a couple spots. Yeah? Yeah. Where the bone is? Yeah, right on the wrist bone. Mm. Oh, yeah, because it's on your forearm. Wes got a nice uh, microphone on his forearm. And for the ladies out there, this is still the summer, Wes. Summer the clock's ticking. The summer's coming to a close. But the summer, Wes, is still full steam ahead. I don't know if you want. I tell you right now, our lips are sealed. We will not say a word to anyone <laughs> outside of the walls of the Dutch Hall. Correct. But if you want to do dirty things with our bass player, he's available, <laughs> ladies. And I just, I got to tell you, there's some, there's some real interesting propositions that we've been getting online from our listeners, Wes. Oh, yeah. mm. Yes. One in particular, which looks like a shoe-in, but I'll talk to you at off-air because of this confidentiality reason. <laughs> that's sure. how we roll. Because nice. that's how we do it. It's we don't want to break any of these trusts. <laughs> but I got one interesting thing to talk to you about after this show. we got to make sure you remind me. Sounds good to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Michael. Michael. Wow. The uh, Mother Nature has uh, teased you with her uh, sweet, uh, delectable lubrications today. Yeah, she's a... She's a a real bitch. Yeah. Mother Nature. <laughs> she gives you a little bit. This drought has been poor. This drought has been very severe for us. Eh? This, yeah, can a, you remember a drought as bad as no, this one? It's one of the worst drew hots I've ever experienced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't even remember one even as a kid that where it's almost since the spring yeah, we haven't like had a real months, rain. And uh, we got a nice little shower today, but not, not enough really to do anything to wet the dust down. And normally by this t- time of year we're. Uh, you know, a good quarter way done our harvest, you know, you get near half, you know, over a quarter, getting to the halfway point, the, seeing some light, and, you know, got things cooking. Right now, it's just a slow start. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly that. <laughs> yeah. And you're all ready to go. You're all revved up. Yeah, you want to get sucks. stuff done. It sucks. You're, and then you just got to sit there and wait. Hey, we were talking about playoff mode the other day, and I uh, was thinking about it while I was working because I'm still in playoff mode. Yeah, yeah. And I'm working at 100 miles an hour for not like we can't even do it like i'm yeah. ready to go and it sucks as if you trained and then they just had like a, a break yeah, they, they, yeah you're went ready on to, strike yeah i went on strike yeah. two weeks before the playoffs yeah. or something like that yeah so it's frustrating but we'll get through it dutch hall is a nice break every thursday so <laughs> yes well i think we should we got a big show today so i think we got to get to a segment we call feedback we got feedback we got feedback feedback 
Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback, everybody. This week, as always, it's brought to you by your friends at Amazon. If you go to uh, livefromthedutchhall.com and click on our Amazon banner, you can do any of your Amazon shopping, and some of that money is going to come back and help the show. Also, next week, September 3rd and 4th, at beautiful Lakeside Vista. Mm. Where the memories are. Where the views are beautiful. <laughs> the memories are even better. There you go. That's Leave it to the experts. We're Bushstock <laughs> next week. Uh, it's uh, it's coming up. It's only like a week and a half away. There's still tickets available, 40 bucks for the weekend. Go to bushstock.ca. The lineup is looking good. It's all out there on bushstock.ca. And uh, camping passes. It's dog-friendly now. You can bring your dog. You can bring your kids. It's supposed to be family-friendly, too. I had to clean up one of my uh, uh, jo- songs to make it appropriate for Bushstock. PG. PG. <laughs> it is. And spoiler alert, it's going to be played, though. It's a, It's called Eduardo. Oh. Look forward <laughs> to it, fans. Yes, look forward to it. Come to Bushstock and see it all happen. Uh, you know what? You ever go to? You ever go to a church dance? Yeah. <laughs> what a right? drag! It's a drag, you know. Let's say you're part of the, you know, you're part of the Catholic Women's League. Maybe you the Knights a nice of Columbus mixer, right? Maybe the Knights of Columbus and the Catholic Women's League are going to get together and have a nice social dance. Or you're part of a youth group and some sort of weird religion that believes in, in uh, that uh, you're not allowed to dance but you're still going to get together for social and just drink punch or something, mm-hmm. right? They all sound tor- terrible. Tell me a cool religion where you're going to go to a church dance and have a great time. But you know what's going to make it better? <laughs> Invite between tw- 5 and 29 Van Dyke first cousins. Van Dyke party services. If you call, brought to you by CleanFlow. If you if you go to, uh, if you want to, ah, oh, fuck, I fucked that whole one up. What is, what is it? CleanFlow. Mm-hmm. Brought to you by Clean Flow. Brought to you by Clean Flow. Yes. If you want to hire between five and twenty-nine Van Dyke cousins, all you have to do is go to live from the Dutch Hall gmail.com and we we will show up at your house wearing bright yellow jackets, mm-hmm. and uh, we are going to make your party as good as good as anything that you've ever been to. I swear to God. What's, all, what's the cost? The cost is only one hundred dollars of cold hard cash, plus all of our expenses, which will be dear. <laughs> and if you're not one hundred percent satisfied that you just had the best party of your life, then we will return your one hundred dollars. But those expenses have already run through our body and potentially yours. Van Dyke Party Services. You're going to need confession. <laughs> <laughs> and Yarmy Electric. One oh, shout yes. out to Yarmy Electric. Stopped by the farm this uh, week. What a oh, did he? Oh, yeah. He gave just you a little hand. Ele- things are good. Uh, what a company Yarmy Electric is. I just love them myself, too. You know, Yarmy Electric, if we don't get it right the first time, we'll get it right the second time. And if we don't get it right the second time, Go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's Jeremy Electric. They beg us to stop doing that ad. <laughs> <laughs> the business is just <laughs> drying up, yes. But anyways. So uh, we, every week we go to our listeners and we ask them for feedback. We go to all the social media type things to get it. And this week's no exception. We got one from Facebook this week and it said, LOL. This is based on last week's episode, uh, Ooh, Dutch Hall. Lots of love. Feminism Dutch Hall. <laughs> laugh out loud, Dave. I think it's laugh out loud is what the kids are saying there, Dave. I'm hip to the jive. I know these <laughs> lingos. <laughs> Great <Right>? on. <laughs> oh, it says, LOL, oh, to be a fly on those walls. And that's from Joya Chase. Oh, hmm. no. You know Joya oh, Chase? Yeah. I do. Yeah, you know her too, yeah. And uh, Manny Fajo, who was our Google guy last week, he gave us a message to follow up on last week's show when we talked a little bit about Monica Lewinsky's dress, and we said that thing should be in the Smithsonian or whatever. And he said that it, was, uh, it is said that the DNA stained dress had an offer of $1 million from a Las Vegas sex museum. Hashtag weird facts. Ah. Thank you. And you know what else we get? Well, you know what? Who should we name out of those two for listener of the week? I'm going to go... Joy of Chase. Joy of Chase. She's Good the listener call. of the week. This is our week. It's your week, Joya. It's your week, Joya. Enjoy That's it. That's right. You know, and uh, another way we get feedback is on a little thing we call iTunes. You can go to iTunes and you can give us a little piece of feedback, and uh, some of that's going to help our, our ranking there on iTunes. So there's a guy that does it every week for us. He's been with us since the beginning of the show. He's our good buddy, the Haitian Dwarf. All right. Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's 
gets off the bed we go. The world will see right where you pee. Hi ho, hi ho. I got it. It's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. Right. right. Tongue twister. The world will see right where you pee. It's the world. It's that W gets me every time when you've been drinking. So, anyways, uh, the reason we went with a little bit of Olympic theme this this uh, this week because it's feedback is entitled Rio 2016. Five stars. Five stars. He says it's hard to believe in this day and age with all of the progress we have made, given how far we have advanced as a society. That dwarf tossing is still not an Olympic event. It's a shame. Exclamation point. Haitian dwarf. And I, you know, that sounds like it might be a piece of like humor to some people who are insensitive. Maybe they don't <laughs> give the respect that's deserved to these athletes, to these proud, <laughs> proud people who take their sport as seriously as anybody who's throwing a hammer, as anybody that's doing some sort of vaulted or uh, flippy thing, right? <laughs> Even a balance beam. Right? Even the balance beam, you know, ev- these these little fuckers, if you will. No, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> these little heroes, I'm going to call them. Better. That? Heroes. Better. They think if they thought of their sport as seriously as any of these other athletes, should they not be considered to go drive around with some big bruiser and they have him throw them? It's like a team thing. It's like uh, uh, skate dancing or something, right? Yeah, it's like team archery. Right. They do something together, like synchronized diving. That's one, two different people. So you need one big bruiser and then one dwarf, and you have a dwarf tossing as an Olympic sport. I don't see why you wouldn't do it, right? Not if these guys are, if they're proud people, then I think it's insulting not to let them do it. you right. Don't you agree, Dan? I agree. Well, I'm a big supporter of the sport, and I've always been because I, I, I take my listeners as their word, and Haitian dwarf seems like he takes this seriously. And I think that it uh, should be taken as every bit as serious as any of these other sports. So this brings us to the thing, because he's leading us into the Olympics, and the Olympics just finished. I think we should do what we, what we do once in a while on the show. It's called Sports Break. We're talking about cocks and balls and gold medals. We're talking about cocks and balls. And we're talking it's about sports sh- stuff. And shoehorning lyrics. There's <laughs> shoehorning lyrics in there. <laughs> Steven Sports. Yes. Steve's yeah. favorite part of the show. Yes, we try not to do sports breaks that often because Steven hates sports and it makes him very upset. But Steve, <laughs> even you have to it's be better dr- than hating Jews. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a step up for the Germans. You know, Steve, um <laughs> Steve, you, you you were not taken by the allure of the Olympics, by the drama and the and that you weren't, you didn't flip through the channels and watch any of it. I don't have channels to flip through. You don't. Oh, oh. chestnut. Would have been the a lot internet. of work to uh, watch the Olympics. No, uh, so you. The, oh, I don't even think like the modern day human that doesn't. That also talks to Paul on a on a phone in your kitchen. <laughs> that's right. Right. That's the only way you and Paul communicate now, right? Yes. Is that you talk to a phone that's corded to your kitchen? That's correct. Not even a cordless phone. <laughs> Is it with a with a coily cable? Actually, I bought a cordless uh, phone at a oh. garage sale in Pine Grove this spring. Oh, oh really? Yeah, oh, good. For now you, you can walk around anywhere in your dollar. house. Anywhere. anywhere. That is as close to a cell phone as you could probably get. See? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, okay. that is cool. <laughs> Next step, cell phone, eh? <laughs> yeah. Freedom. Let's not push it too far. <laughs> Anyways, the sp- I thought the Olympics this year was pretty. I di- I wanted not to like most of the sports, mm-hmm. right? But then I get sucked into it, and they're fantastic. Yeah. And there's a lot of great stories. There's always a g- lot of great stories that happen. Like, I watch, what I couldn't believe was in the Olympics is how many different body shapes there are, <laughs> you know, and they all are athletes, right? You see, Not like. Not just all- athletes, but the, at the peak of whatever sport they're in, they're the best athlete. Paul, you were saying, eh, the girl, the weightlifter? Oh, yes. Big mama. Tell the story about what she looked like and how she did that thing. <laughs> <laughs> She she was a big girl with a gunt, I think. Uh, what, what's that called? A fupa. A fupa. Oh, yeah. Her upper pussy, pussy area. area. And she, yeah. The weightlifter. <laughs> yeah. And she put it up on the fupa and right. then pressed it up, and I think she got a silver medal. And then you wow. said she put it up on her big tits, too. Yeah, on the rest. She had, like, two. She rested it on her gunt, and then she rested it on her <laughs> on her boobs. It was an advantage. Yeah. And then she just muscled it up, and she's just, like, a squatty kind of fat, like, 
yeah. lady that just powerhouse. But huge, yes. And I watched an old Polish lady. Or she wasn't that old, but she looked like <laughs> so. Like, she looked like someone to make pierogies at the hall, you know? Like she didn't look like an athlete. And she broke the world's record for the hammer throw. Holy. Yeah, I'd never seen anything like it. It's amazing. I think she, yeah. I didn't know girls threw the hammer. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> Fantastic. This girl threw it, I think, as far as the men did. She was, uh, she was unbelievable. And she knew before the thing landed, she was already going crazy. Right after she threw the, cool. the hammer. You guys didn't uh, watch the, the hammer I throw? Watched, I didn't watch the hammer throw, but I watched some Olympics. Did you watch? What did you watch? What, did you, what sport did you, were you surprised that you Another liked? interesting, like, it's not really a body shape, but I was watching archery, women's archery, and there was, I think it was from the UK <laughs> or something, but this woman was, like, in her 50s, I would say, but just incredible at archery. You know? Right. Good you wouldn't look at her and say, well, she's going to be in the Olympics, but she was. <laughs> It seems like everyone can make the Olympics yeah. if they really want it, set it as a goal. Like, there's enough fucking weird sports that you can just find the one that your weird body's good for. Like, Paul finds a sport where it's just mastered. If you have a huge gut, right, <laughs> and incredible, like, punch strength. <laughs> it would be like, that would be the two things. And then he finds that sport, and it's great. It's tape like, ripping. They should have tape ripping at the Olympics. Oh, tape ripping yeah. at the Olympics, yeah. I gotta go for that record yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Manny's got to hook me up with some uh, cassettes to practice. I really think the way to do this, if we're gonna do it properly, and for those who didn't listen to the tape ripping with Andy Martin, uh, Paul, Paul, this guy took it as his life goal to to, to work hard as world at, record at setting the world record, and Paul ended up just crushing him <laughs> with no training whatsoever in a competition. And uh, so we're, I think we should wait till they're doing it in a really high press situation and then we uh we bring you masks wearing a luchador mask and then you just keep heckling them from the crowd and you got a whole bunch of tapes we're gonna have, <laughs> we'll be your handlers all around you with the box of tapes and then we just start shouting out this guy's nothing and you just kind of crack tapes to intimidate them right <laughs> like, like, no gloves yeah. no gloves either just bare hands just keep cracking the tapes right in front of them right? <laughs> mr t and rocky three when he's yeah yeah exactly like clubber lang <laughs> yeah clubber lang <laughs> You just keep chirping them, and then eventually, and then uh, when he breaks the record or whatever, you just keep saying, you ain't nothing. You ain't nothing. (laughs) Then we build this thing, right? And that's, you know, it might seem disrespectful to Mr. Martin who did our show. It's not. What we're doing is making the guy a fucking star is what we're doing, right? (laughs) You know, sure, he's going to be the Washington Generals to your Harlem Globetrotters, Paul, (laughs) but he's he's still going to be playing in the big stage, right? That's what we're saying. It's part of the game. What do you think, Steve? (laughs) <laughs> <You're not saying laughs> Steve, Steve booked the guest yeah. <laughs> And then we humiliated him by accident <laughs> It wasn't on purpose Anyways, uh, anything else in the Olympics that you thought I thought synchronized swimming I told my daughters I'm not watching fucking synchronized swimming This is not something I'm going to enjoy Those women were unbelievable <laughs> how they did that they, ha- they threw people in the air by just treading water And then they like, threw them up in the air Out yeah, of the water And fun. out of the water And then they would do like flips and stuff and dive in the water And they were not touching the ground at all no, They're just doing it from treading all the time Holding their breath yeah, and stuff I'd say, so, sorry. sorry No, no go ahead It's just saying it's amazing to me It was yeah. amazing I had yeah, drawn into it Unbelievable What did you see? The highlight uh, for me And I don't... I'm, don't know if anybody else saw it. I'm sure they did, but uh, it was a wrestling match. Oh, the female Mon- one? No, it was a uh, two male. Uh, Mongolia was the uh, country of note. I, I know the other country was hard to pronounce. And uh, it was the end of the match, and the one guy thought he had won, so they were celebrating. And then apparently the judge had called a foul. Oh. So then this other guy had won. While these coaches, the Mongolian coaches and the the athlete, were in tears. Oh. And it brought out all sorts of emotion. <laughs> and apparently when Mongolians get emotional, they strip naked no. in protest of this horrible call. Really? So this s- guy was right down to his old man, like, uh, Hanes blue <laughs> underwear. What? Yeah, like the big ass ones. Oh, it was the fucking best thing I saw in the Olympics. Oh, wow. Like, never... a, ch- like a chain and oh, old blue underwear. Awesome. And he's shaking his fist because he can't talk English and they're all different languages. <laughs> Just shaking his fist at the judges and they had to like cart him off. That was the best thing ever. Oh, that's the best. Check that out on YouTube. That was the coach. That was the coach. Yeah, the, the guy just cried for <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That was great. That was and then awesome. the the Brazilians got their uh, moment with yeah. the with the soccer victory. So storybook good. ending. Yeah, that's a storybook ending. That's just like Canada's uh, Sidney Crosby goal. Yeah. 
Yeah. And whether you get your thing after a long time and not winning your sport and stuff like that. So uh, good for them, whatever. I, I, I was, I was uh, sucked in by that bullshit again. Yeah. I know it's just meant to, to placate the masses. I believe it's just meant to, like, make us all. Uh, the world's good. Yeah, be, show some pride for no reason for a country that makes no difference. I, really, you're, <laughs> this is what I think. Anyways, I'm not into that whole, like, raw, raw Canada stuff. I really get uh, offended by it. Just like the tragically hip stuff. Like, I'm like, it seems like I like the hip. I like them. Mm-hmm. I do like them. But they keep sh- telling me to do things, and I don't want to do it just because they're telling me to do yeah. it. You know, <laughs> like, you have to watch it on yeah. this day. Like, everyone else is watching. I got plans that day. Yeah. I'll PVR it. PVR. I did PVR it. It's probably pretty good. Stuff. I watched the ending of it, though. Mm-hmm. I haven't that, seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet? Did you PVR it? No, I don't have one. You don't have one either? <laughs> I got it for you, Paul. On, you can watch it. watch it. Yeah. It was okay. I wonder if Did I'm you watch it, Wes? Are you a hip fan? No, I don't like the hip. You don't like the hip, eh? Yeah. There was, there was a TV with it on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. How about you two? I didn't watch it. I had to work. You had to work? Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it with my old man and my uncle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Were they more into it than you? Uh, yeah, a little bit. How old are you now? I'm 28. 28, yeah. I think the cutoff's about 30. That's what I think. Yeah. Where yeah. it was, like, important or whatever. I never liked him until I saw him live. Oh, yeah. You know, my dad always played him. I didn't give a shit. And I saw him at Edge Fest, and that was it. Yeah. Like, and then you were into I, I saw them on Canada Day a few years ago, and it was awesome. Good yeah. show. But, like, I'm not going to go out of my way. I'll wait for the He Didn't Die tour. <laughs> <laughs> I still think that's coming, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is coming. Yeah, I think that would be great. But I Brandon, can already. Brandon was there. Yeah, Bra- uh, yeah. Sorry. Yes, I, we should say the last con- the last uh, concert in Kingston. Yeah. Our very own Brayden Akuman mm-hmm. was was on site. He was a witness Reporting to the whole live. thing, right? Reporting, Reporting live. live, the thing that everybody else watched on TV. Justin Trudeau was dancing. And uh, you could see Trudeau from where you were? A little bit. You could see his outline. When he came in, I kind of made a mental note. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was either that or just another silhouette, but I'm pretty sure it was him. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Where were you? Jean jacket. I was kind of uh, near the back in the kind of the mezzanine going back and then to the left if you're looking at the stage. Oh, yeah, yeah. So but it's a small place. You can see. Yeah, I was going to say it's a there. small it's 67, rink there. Yeah. 6,700 people. Yeah. I think. Right. Was it emotional? Yeah, like, a little bit. Like I watched it the next day, like downloaded the stream and watched it the next day and got like a little lump in the throat and Did you see a lot of people crying at the show? Uh I couldn't no, not really. Cuz I watched the ending on TV and I said to my wife, I go, "Okay, this is the ending of the show. They they ended it with uh Head by a Century, Head by a century right? Yep. And then uh and then I go, "Look, they're going to look for people in the crowd that are crying right away." To show the shot of people crying, you know? Like, yeah, that's yeah. the mm-hmm. go-to move. You got to go sh- now show some. Everybody. They found one dude crying, and I'm like, there's not a lot of people crying there mm-hmm. because they would just show more different people crying by now. And they only showed the one guy, really. To be fair, I wasn't paying attention to anybody around me. Oh, really? So, no, because you're just watching the stage. Like, oh, right, right, right. It's kind of that, you know. Right. Probably but- the last is the last show. Yeah, but I mean, even like when you're like filing out of the concert, you're like leaving the show and there's some like person that's just like talking about, you know, like making it about them and crying. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it means so much to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't believe I won't see Gord again. I don't anybody like that, but I was just trying to get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. I people too much. I don't think they will. Have to. Really? I love it. I think it's the best thing in the world. I would if just watch. There's something going on, like I'm, I'm watching the band, and I don't care. And I'm oh. trying to, if I'm, I got something to do. If I'm not doing anything, I'll sit and watch people all day. But if I'm trying to get out of a stadium, right, right, right. If but what if you were like, uh, what if there was a girl fight <laughs> at the same time that the band was playing? Would that's that be tough, enough? That's a, that's, that's a tough one. If it was any other time, probably watch the girl fight. But just being a musician, I always kind of naturally give. Uh-huh. fair enough. More attention to the band. Girl fight is a tough uh, distraction, though. That's right. It is. I saw a girl fight the other night. Yeah, Monday. Were you there? Yeah, I saw it too. Yeah. (laughs) It was great. I thought it was a girl boy fight, actually, but then the one girl was just manly. That's what it was. Because at first I was kind of concerned. I was like, why is everyone cheering? Maybe we shouldn't be putting genders on the fight. It was just two people fighting. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) It was a human fight. Oh, yes. There's two humans. No, it was definitely a chick fight, and it was awesome. (laughs) Exactly. Girlfriends are way more fun to watch. Yeah. 
There's no question. They were really giving it to each other, too. It was like they were angry women. They were angry. Yeah. Well, guys, let's get to our guests tonight. Our guests tonight. Yeah. Do we have a lead-in for him, Dave? Are you going to play a lead-in for him? Yeah, I don't have one, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're already here. <laughs> our guests tonight have done many things, stand-up comedy being one of them that they've done with me, both. But both of them have also traveled to Los Angeles, where they've participated in the adult film industry for a period of time. Brandon was actually on a, uh, a principal member of, a, was it a pilot or was it a... Uh, was it a real show? Like, did it ever get picked up? The Right Hand? Yeah, The Right the, Hand. The show? Yeah, no, it was on the movie network. It was on the movie network? Yeah. Two oh, seasons. No yeah. shit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, was. I'm sorry, man. I should have asked that before the show. <laughs> Do you Instead research of like an idiot. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the third episode that we showed you. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't know if it got picked up or not, if, like where it was showed yeah. on, that's all. Yeah. It's, it's still uh, It still airs. Yeah, it's not... It used to be on demand in Canada. It's not. But now it's like airing in Italy and like Poland. I got all these random Italians like adding me on Facebook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you find that? Oh, anyway, so um, so you went down to Los Angeles. You were, how many years ago was this? Or how old were you at the time? Uh, I was 22. I'm 28 now. And how does it happen? That you even get the opportunity to go down there? Like, how does it? How does it? Um, it's just, it's, it's like just. I went in for an interview, basically for this job. It wasn't for the porn position; it was for the reality show. Are oh. you up here at this point, or are you already down there? I'm in Toronto. Yeah, it was I a just, Toronto production company. Yeah, wow. yeah. Me and Shasta, we went to college together. We moved to Toronto together, working in the film industry, barely. So we were just trying to find bullshit jobs on yeah, Craigslist all the time. Much. The first year in Toronto, we'd just look for bullshit jobs. Oh right, right. So this was literally my first week on Craigslist looking for work. And I found... Was this before or after you dressed up like Johnny Walker in the <laughs> liquor store? This is the same week. I found two... <laughs> <laughs> Literally, we just scattered Yeah, I got jobs. two jobs. I got one where I was Johnny Walker. I'd go in and read this whole fucking essay in a Sp Scottish accent. Did it perfectly. I couldn't do it the day of. I did it for like two weeks. I got drunk every day. It was awesome. And, uh, and then, yeah, and the other position was for they're looking for an assistant to work for a porn producer named porno dan <laughs> Great so name. convenient first name porno yeah. dan in porno moral dan. productions yeah it says everything about the guy <laughs> but uh so i'm just like yeah, why not like i'm not trying to get into the porn industry but i'm trying to get into the comedy world and this is really funny to me so yeah, yeah. that's going to definitely be a source of material no matter what eh? is yeah, that if yeah. you could Get yeah, that many yeah. experiences, right? And this is years before I even started doing stand-up comedy. So this is, we were just looking for anything right, right. that seemed interesting. So I'm like, I went in for the audition. And you're from a small town yourself. The town. Oh, yeah. I'm from, from Air. Air. And Air. how many people would be there? Like 5,000 people or so? That's about right, yeah. Yeah. About 5,000. Yeah. It's like Nerch. So to go from Air, yeah, it's like Delhi. Yeah, <laughs> I say the same thing. Yeah. So if you go to like... Um, if you go, you're, so you're going from a little small town in rural Ontario. Yeah, basically to Oakville, Ontario to go to college, then to Toronto. And then uh, from Toronto to L.A. Pretty much. And how long were you in Toronto before that? Not long. That was, uh, I'd say, within our first year living there. Yeah, it was the first summer. Yeah. And, and when it's you like the first real job I got. And when you go down there, you were how long before you started the gig, before uh, you started the job? Well, they, well, once it it was a bit of a process. Once they decided they wanted to go with me, they had to shoot a pilot. So right. what they did first was they sent me to Chicago, where there's a porn convention going on. It is big airport, uh, big hotel by the airport there. So basically, that's where we got to meet Porno Dan, and they just filmed the whole convention and me walking around and. Like, first time I met Dan, he was getting a blowjob at the booth, like, surrounded by people. <laughs> He's, like, shaking my hand and stuff. And <laughs> As you do at a porn convention. Yeah. yeah. Well, this one's, a little, this one's a little crazier than most. Like, the Vegas one's pretty tame. Like, you can't even show nipple. Like, oh, really? It's the biggest convention. You can't, can't show anything. Well, besides Germany. But Chicago is pretty crazy. Really? Just, like, man, blowjobs are that easy. To, you just get them in, in, in full <laughs> sight of everyone, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a, to me it's just like blows my mind like i can't because all that stuff is like i see it on porno of course i know it exists but the reality of an actual human being sitting there smelling it yeah you know to be in the mix of it where you can like 
Well, this was a big convention center. There's lots of air flowing, and we couldn't smell it. No, no, but, it, but eventually, what's a blowjob smell like? Uh, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> good answer. Um, but yeah, basically, this weekend they just threw me right into the action. Like they had a hotel rented upstairs because Dan, Porno Dan, only shoots like live shows, oh. live, live. Two hour, whatever. Yeah, he's a pioneer shows. in the porn industry. He's yeah. the first guy to just do live stream yeah. porn. Calls it Gonzo porn. Yeah. Oh, he was the one that came up with Gonzo porn. Yeah, yeah. he's the he's the original guy. Well, I don't know if he's original, but he's he kind of plays hard it. on it. Yeah. 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 He does about six shows a week. Uh, he's all live. Yeah. He he's in most of them, even if he doesn't start out that way. Like he's just producing, standing behind the scenes. His pants will come off, and he will <laughs> enter the scene. <laughs> Just like he has to yeah. take his pants off and join in. Yeah. <laughs> so the first show I was a part of was the it was fuck a fan. Oh yeah. Which is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, three lucky fans. I don't know how they choose them. If it's a lottery or what the deal is, but they get the chance. I think uh, one gets a hand job, one gets a blow job, and one gets laid. And the uh, basically. All winners, <laughs> but they like they these people have to send them a clean test, of right. make sure they're clean because like if you work in the industry, you got to be clean. Right, right. Constantly. Did you have to be clean just to be an assistant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They tested me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> on television. Yeah, on television. That was yeah. An episode. I don't. I don't like needles. I almost passed out. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they have clinics specifically set up for porn stars. Oh, yeah. get their, like, some are, I forget if it's, like, bi-weekly or monthly, but they have to get checked constantly. Oh, yeah. If you want to keep working, you got to make sure you're clean. It's amazing that that's all, that industry is so so concentrated in L.A. Yeah, people think it's so grimy, so slimy. I'm sure there's aspects of it, but I didn't see it. Well, there are aspects oh, of yeah. it. I'm sure you have it a was, story or two that oh, would yeah. show. Yeah, there, yeah, you're right. There's, <laughs> it got grimy, but, you know, they're professionals. They're, they're trying to work. They're doing everything. Right, it is, a, it is yeah. a profession. You see that part of it, that it's a profession. Mm -hmm. Now, when they interview the girls and stuff like that for the, the reality show, yeah. are the girls putting on an act, or is that generally how they are? When they're just being regular, um, I think there no none of them really put on an act too much. Like we let them know they're all going to be on camera, and they're like they're normally on camera anyways if they're going through that right, process. Right. But they're just yeah they're all maybe they play it up a bit sexier than they normally would or something. Uh yeah, some of them more than others, but you know th that was a fun process. Yeah, no shit. There was a <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got because one of the the show that you you showed us. You were doing a casting call, yeah, and you sit there and uh, you tell them whatever you want. Yeah, pretty much. Like I, like where's the what's the guidelines they give you when you get to go sit down and and do a casting call interview with the girl? Like, could uh, you ask them their best positions, what they like doing best, and tell them to take off their clothes. Really? Yeah, yeah you want to have a good look at it. Yeah, but I'm 22. I'm so awkward. It's painfully awkward. So I'm like, <laughs> I can't make eye contact with them. Just I'm just like, clipboard what's, the whole time. Like, yeah. what's your favorite cartoon? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty, it was pretty perfect casting, really, Brandon. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because uh, the, 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 that dynamic of you just trying to be a nice guy and yeah, the it. only pervy idea I came up with was putting a quarter under the couch <laughs> and just telling them all to pick up the quarter. <laughs> 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 then every time I did it, I just grinned like an idiot at the camera. Like, ah. That's funny, man. But, uh, yeah, no, like after that Chicago whole thing, uh, with the fuck a fan. Yeah, the guy, the final guy in fuck a fan was, uh, he's about 60 years old. Oh, yeah. Big porn fan, like lifelong, dedicated. Like, I saw him earlier in the convention. He was on Playboy Radio. If you didn't know, Playboy had a radio station. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him talking there. I'm like, who is this old guy? I'm like, is this, like, the Hugh Hefner's brother? Like, what's going on? But then I saw him at our room because he won Fuck a Fan. He, he, right. won, uh, he won the ultimate one. He got to have sex with the girl at the end. And there's two other girls in the room at what the time. What a lifelong dream, eh? Like, all that work of oh. porn, of put into porn for all those years. Finally, you get to but bang these one. These girls up. are, they're all like 20 years old. The youngest was 18. Ugh, yeah. Gross. Painful. All genuinely awesome girls. All down to earth when you get them out of that setting. You know, they. Yeah. But 
Yeah, they went to town on this guy. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and like my job literally was to hold the light <laughs> for for two hours. I had to hold this light, and it just like every five minutes he'd yell at me, <laughs> just like hold it closer. Just like Brian, the light. So you've ever seen that movie, The Fifth Element, the beginning scene when they're looking at the yeah. ancient wall? Yeah. Like, I see his light. <laughs> yeah. it's that poor kid is just like doing everything he can just to hold the light. That was me. <laughs> so does it? There's three girls. At uh, that time, yeah. Three girls on that. One guy, that's his prize? Yeah. What uh, a great prize. Yeah. Hey? But he has uh, he has other shows. He's got Cocksucking Challenge. He's got yeah, Squirtorama. He's got... Uh, this guy's done it all. He's got a MILF mm-hmm. show. He's got a Latino show. He's got yeah. <laughs> the, the Wheel of Debauchery. <laughs> the Wheel of Debauchery. <laughs> he's got like a big wheel. We did that one. <laughs> yeah, we did that, here. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a big wheel and spins it. It's just different positions. In, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's better than ours. Okay. <laughs> a little bit. That's way better. We didn't even do, have anyone. We had no positions. No. <laughs> ours was like watching Charter stick his top off. <laughs> it was gross. Anyway, so you get you're down there. How long were you down there for then? Um, they didn't like stick me there permanently. That would have fucked me up. But uh, they'd send me down like for like a week and a half or something. Just a just a period of time working there. And, oh, like, because like, like I was in a good position where I wasn't exactly getting sucked into the porn industry. I was just kind of in and out real quick like that. Right, right. <laughs> Which is probably the <laughs> no pun intended. The theme of porn. Yeah. yeah, that's probably the better way to go about it. Which I kind of like. I just went. It was weird though. You, you go do that for a week. You're, uh, you're going to weird Hollywood parties. You're on porn sets all the time. And I'm back living with this fucking guy <laughs> back in Toronto in little Jamaica, just like looking for a commercial jobs and just making funny movies and did you, doing uh, normal shit. And you went down too to help him, Shaz? Yeah, well, once Brandon got approved for the show, we kind of said we're going to do what we can to make it as funny as we can first off. Because the whole show yeah. is hilarious, just Brandon being so weird and awkward, thrown into porn. But he was always like, any chance I get, I'll try to bring you out. But I think what happened was we went to a party with the director. Yeah, it was a screening for some movie. But Yeah, Yeah, and then the director was like, oh, we have to have you in the show. So they were doing an episode where they brought Porno Dan and Jackie Daniels up to Canada to see where Brandon grew up. So they had me pick them up at the airport and drive them to air and I got lost. <laughs> yeah. I was going in my car just driving around back yeah. roads with if you know dirt roads with porn stars. <laughs> if you know anything about Tyler's car, like holy shit, just full of garbage, no mirrors, nothing works. <laughs> no, nothing on the speedometers working. Just Yeah, and I was just ripped driving these <laughs> two porn stars just down dirt roads telling them like fake facts about Canada that they're going <laughs> to see bears and stuff and <laughs> telling them stuff about Brandon and uh, it was pretty wild did you bring those girls fishing yeah yeah we did we we, uh, we took them skinny dipping in the Nith River oh really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, we didn't know what to do They're like what do you do in your town we're like I don't know, just hang around pog go swimming like, did that get around your small town that, that didn't oh, yeah. happen yeah we ended up we were Jackie Daniels the girl that came down She's she's by far my favorite. Yeah, Jackie's great. Yeah. We ended up we used to do a podcast, and we used to have Jackie come on our podcast. Uh, oh yeah, all the time. She loved it. She was she was the best. Loved smoking weed. Just like very bubbly. Just down. To We're earth still good friends. Out. We still talk to her once in a while. Oh yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, she came down. So they they set up the episode because it was a weird one because we weren't in L.A. So they had to set up a lot of things for this one. But they sent us to this, uh, she was supposed to be dancing. She got into the porn industry, and she's now a lap dancer. She's a featured dancer at uh, the Hustler Club in Las Vegas. Which is true, yes. Yeah. Yeah, she's a, so she's an incredible lap dancer. Like, if she, like, if this was an Olympic event, she'd at least get, she'd she'd at least get bronze, but she's up there. Yeah. So, uh, before the, before they come up to Canada, the, uh, 
the producers asked Brandon and I, like, what the local strip club would be that we would go to. And, yeah, because they, they picture, like, a small-town strip club. Like, right. re- like, everyone knows each other, kind of grimy. So we so uh, got Nicky's, right? Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> we, we sent them to go location scout at Nicky's Roadhouse. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <You> really? <laughs> yeah, they went at, like, 3 in the afternoon, I guess. Yeah, and cool. apparently after they spoke with the owner, they thought that it wouldn't be right to shoot there. <laughs> I think uh, I think the one director's words were that uh, if we brought Porno Dan there, he'd probably get stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided to go with Roxanne's in Kitchener. Oh, oh nice. Class it up a bit. Yeah. Class it up a bit. That yeah, was fun. A little yeah. pinky up uh, strip club, eh? Yeah, we, yeah. Had to, we had to make that work. We actually shot it in the afternoon. And uh, so <laughs> we had to bring, it was not very busy at a strip club. We had to bring as many extras as we could. So it was just creeps from everywhere. Just like <laughs> flocking to Roxanne yeah. to watch this. And uh, But later on, we brought we met all these strippers that were out there, too. And we talked to them. We, we convinced them coming back to air to the bar. Yeah, really? all, all these strippers had questions for Porno Dan. They oh, all, yeah, they all, all these Cambridge and Kitchener strippers just wanted to work in porn. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Trying to figure it out. So we, see, we just a big chance to make it. Eh? Yeah, that's like we just like that's the biggest thing my town's ever seen in years. <laughs> like, like the biggest thing they get at the Queens is like a cover band now and then. So it's, yeah. it's like, hey, RPP played there once. It's, that's true. <laughs> I got kicked out of that show. <laughs> I had two. I had two open beers in my coat from another party, and when I went in and the security had to pat me down, I lifted my arms and just beer went rushing down my <laughs> But no, we brought out them, and then like 100 yeah. people showed up. It was fun. So then uh, when they decided, so that episode was near the end of the first season, mm-hmm. and then when the second season got picked up for a second season by the movie network, um, they didn't know what to do. They are humming and hawing. Yeah. They didn't like me, apparently, because they they ended up fucking cutting my role. Yeah, the show was too good with you, and Porno Dan didn't like you by the end because you wouldn't do porn. (laughs) Because, like, Porno Dan's goal goal. was to get Brandon to fuck a chick. That was the whole point. It never happened. No, no. Did he even consider it? Um, there was, yeah, I thought about it. But as weird as it sounds, like, that show, like, we got to go, when we went to L.A., we got to go to New Orleans as well. Got to go to Vegas and Chicago. And it's more anything, I was just meeting girls out there. I was more interested in. Right, right. Was, you got, I got, got this weird relationship with these girls in the porn industry. Like, they all saw me as, like, the little brother. Right, right. <laughs> like, hey, you, don't fuck, you don't porn. fuck the little brother, right? Yeah, non-threatening guy. Right, yeah, because right. yeah, every other guy in that industry is just, like, fucking tough. And, like, they're just trying to be very macho and alpha all the time mm. they uh, they treat him this certain way and i just I just fucking treat him like everyone else and so they like they probably loved you right yeah it was great and like it's weird you, you watch my sex all day with these big fucking hulk guys you're like you're not gonna there's no way i'm getting laid after this yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you don't do your job and then go home and <laughs> do, do a lesser version of your job yeah, yeah. yeah. and it would be too weird for me i, I had much better time just hanging out with him but they were awesome. They were great. We want to bank somebody. They were a good wingman. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. Because they were looking at getting you laid. Just, they didn't want oh, to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice, that man. That helped out in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, because girls are like, girls can sense when there's other good-looking girls. There's that Seinfeld episode about it, you know, where Costanza just said he was dating a good-looking girl. Yeah. There's a picture from his wallet or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, and then that's a, that's true though. If they had a bunch of hot girls that are all vouching for you, other hot girls are like, uh, they somehow it's that competitive spirit, eh? That yeah. nesting thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Rock does a joke about how if uh, if a man sees another his buddy with a good girl, he says like, uh, I want to get a girl like that. And then uh, if a guy see if a girl sees uh, her friend with a good guy, she says, I want to get that guy. You know, it's different like that. That's why it's always that competition thing with women, you know? I think that's why it would help you so much. Yeah. I would love to have a few porn stars to try to get my bass player laid. <laughs> right? <laughs> right, Wes? Don't get that. Well, it, it, it's not like none of them didn't, you know, put your things in your mouth. Yeah, that happened. That was just like, you know, it was around. That just <laughs> Blowjobs just happened when you worked there. It just happened. Right. That's the best job. <laughs> yeah. I don't even need to get paid at that job. 
You just like every once in a while I get a blowjob. How much money do you make? I don't. I have to take out loans <laughs> to work here. But I'm just glad it happened at the best time when the camera crew wasn't around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would ruin the whole aspect of the show. So they never got John Camera doing anything dirty after all that time. No, no, they tried. And uh, your folks, uh, uh, do they? Do you, are your folks? Are you have a relationship with your parents? Yeah, yeah, I live yeah. with them. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. We had a screening party at their house. Yeah, and how would they think of the whole thing? Um, they're you know it's obviously totally weirded out by it, but no, they're they're. They're happy for me, and <laughs> at the time that it, ha- that oh, yeah, it they, happened, you were so young though too. Like yeah, they're in, super supportive. Yeah, they they never know what I'm gonna do next, really. <laughs> Did your parents meet some of the girls? No, they didn't. They kind of distanced them, distanced themselves from that world. Oh yeah, and like, I, fair enough. I didn't know if when they came down to air if they had met your folks. They wanted to. No. But they, they, My parents didn't want it. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be on camera and all that stuff. It's not for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, we want to do a play, uh, thing called Weird Facts, guys. Okay. We just talk about some weird facts, and then we uh, just, I'll tell you some weird facts, and if you want to talk about it, you can. <laughs> you know, research suggests that hot temperatures cause people to become aggressive and violent. Yes. Yeah. It's because your balls are sticking to your leg. I, I think that's why it is. There's nothing that makes you crankier than that. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Every cell in her skeleton is replaced every seven years. So that means every seven years, I'm an entirely new person than I was 77 years ago. Like not even one cell in my body is the same as it was seven years ago. Like you're a totally different person, right? But they don't replace all at once, so that's why you don't notice it, right, I guess? I think I was a real dick seven years ago. Still are. No, those cells are gone. Most breakups are announced on a Monday. Why do you think that is? Hmm. Everybody's miserable. Because you usually bang on the weekend, you know you're going to get laid on Sunday, and then you break up on Monday. You get one last one out the door. Yeah, most it. cheating happens on the weekend. That's true, too. Or, yeah, most cheating would happen on the weekend, and then you'd have that, uh-oh, yeah, well, I fucked someone on Saturday night, I cried about it Sunday, and Sunday, yeah. Yeah. found out Monday. Monday. That's exactly yeah. how that... Yeah. 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 You got a whole week work. You got, you got work ahead of your week. You concentrate on that. You have the weekend. You can plan to kill some person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, most people are fired on Friday because it gives them the, the, like Friday afternoon on the way out. No, that's because they guarantee yeah, the work they got the, week. Yeah, and they they get their work weekend, weekend and they don't, and they have a weekend to cool off so they don't come in all heated and and, and uh, pissed off. Head off yeah. Um. Okay, Dave, this one's for you. In Japan, Christmas Eve is a time to eat strawberry shortcake and fried chicken. Do you know that's true? I didn't know that's true, but it makes sense to me. I think this this website always gives me shitty Jap- Japanese facts. I don't think that sounds true at all. Japanese. I didn't eat either of those things any time that I was Japanese in Japan, facts. but I wasn't there at New Year's either. Oh, okay. You know what a group of porcupines are called? Pines? A clan? No, a prickle. <laughs> a prickle of porcupines. Is that a fact? That is a fact. A prickle of porcupines. Porcupine facts. You know, it's also a fact. In Sweden, it's illegal to be a prostitute. No, sorry. It's legal. It's legal to be a prostitute, but it's illegal to be a customer of a prostitute. So you can you can be a prostitute. You just can't bang one. Oh. That's where the crime is. Go after the consumer. Right. They go after the consumer, not the person offering the product. I think that's weird, eh? That's a weird fact. I think those Swedes got it all wrong. Sounds like a trap. (laughs) Well, in Canada, it's both, right? They're both illegal, right? But if you film it, it's not illegal. That's right. Then it's then it's uh, uh, art. Yeah, I don't I don't know why more just don't try and sell something like here. You can buy this painting I made for five dollars or. Five hundred dollars off sex with you for an hour. Yeah, yeah. More prostitutes should be painters. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know uh, after working together on Fat Albert, Bill Cosby told Keenan Thompson that he would need two dicks for all the women he was gonna get. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know. uh, 
in, I, this, uh, in this little tablet of pills. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know about this Bill Cosby guy. He sounds like he might be a bit of a pervert. <laughs> Starting to chalk up that way. Yeah. The evidence is second. Do you know T Swift? Yeah, her name's Taylor, Taylor Swift. Yeah. I thought they made canoes. Hey, you, you know, it's you a know. good brand of canoe. The T Swift? Swift canoe. You know, Taylor Swift has trademarked three phrases. This sick beat is one. Party like it's 1989. Which, what the fuck was so good about 89? I lived through 89. It wasn't that good. <laughs> she wasn't even born then. Yeah. I think she was born in 1989. Is that why? Really? Yeah. She partied like she was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one she trademarked is nice to meet you. Where what? you been? Oh, yeah. Nice to meet you. Where you been is a trademark phrase. You don't have that right. It's not even clever. How do you trademark something that people just say? Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice yeah. to meet you. This is stupid. You can't just do that. If I I tried making up a phrase saying uh, bullshit to that, yeah. I try to get that going. Bullshit to that. You know, you just go like bullshit to that, right? Who's stopping you, Pete? Go. That's Nobody. Yours. I tried it, but it didn't work. But I tried trademarking that thing, like just saying it. Well, I was mine. I started it. Bullshit to that. It never went anywhere. But I don't even think that could be trademarked. Okay, guys, I get it. There are 300, oh, sorry, there are 923 words in the English language that break the I before E rule. Really? Yes. Only 44 words actually follow that rule. Hmm. And how many break it? 923. What the fuck is it a rule? S- school is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's supposed to show you. School's bullshit. Exactly. Because there's, that's how is that a rule? If they're always wrong. Facts. Who started that? Find that out. Okay, let's spend the next part of weird facts. You trying to figure out the 44 words. <laughs> Start. Receive. No. Damn it. Way. They're all in the 900. Alright, fuck that one. The other people hear a higher version of oh, I know this one. Other people hear a higher version of your voice than you do. Because you're hearing it resonate through your bones. Rumbling. Through your bones. That's right. I agree it's with like that. It's like when you hear your, tape on, your uh, voice on a recording, right? That, that recording sounds like nasally and high. It's because it, re- it reverberates through your bones. That's your real voice, Jay, Dave. You know how you sound on my show? How you sound all horrible? Yeah. That's your real voice. Is it really? You think it's cool. I thought you were doing something to it. Who did that one? That was a terrifying fact, Pete. Every time we're talking, I think about that. Yeah, you should. It's like my voice resonating through my bones. (laughs) (laughs) My bone voice. That's your bone voice. For the past three years, Ohio police have been on the lookout for a serial pooper (laughs) who has pooped on at least 19 cars. On the on cars? Pooped on cars, yeah. Like on the hood of the cars. <laughs> in Ohio. It's probably just a raccoon. Yeah. It could be. But you know, if you're ever in Ohio, Shazma, don't poop on a car because you might get busted for more than just that one. Yeah. <laughs> Why 19? Go for the straight 20. Like oh, I bet you the guy's done hundreds. Because a lot of times people just see the poop on their car and they just kind of say, well, yeah. got poop in my car. I'm not going to go get the police involved. <laughs> Only 19 assholes reported it. Yeah. Those guys are like, I'm not touching that poop. Most I want people, DNA testing. Yeah. Find the pooper. When I was in university, someone pooped on a pool table, and uh, the, uh, the the cleaning staff refused to clean it up in the residence I lived in. So the poop just dried on the pool table until it was, like, just petrified. No one played pool that semester. <laughs> That's weird facts, guys. Hey, my arm was getting. <laughs> oh, sorry, that was seems like a little bit of a long one today. Did you guys uh, anything before we want to go? We do have Bush Talk coming up, so you <sighs> remember there will be nocturnal emissions and uh, Crown the Lion. We'll bo- we'll be both playing there. Highlights. All right. Yeah, I like to say they're the highlights of the show. Also, uh, we do have Aaron Allen and the Small City Saints. Yeah, I believe are coming to play. Cool. And. Uh, uh, a lot of great bands, even Dry County has been announced that they're going to be playing there. 
Uh, and uh, cattle. cattle, you know, uh, there's a whole time. Diesel, dog. diesel dogs. I, it's going on, the list goes on and on. It's too, go to bushdogs.ca. And if you want to give us some uh, feedback, and bring your, yeah. if you want to give us some feedback, go and uh, reach out to me at live from the Dutch Hall, gmail.com. Like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, or Instagram, or Snapchat, any of that bullshit. And uh, Brandon and Tyler, thank you very much for coming in. It's always a pleasure to see you guys. And uh, having us. No problem. And, and Braden, it's nice to see you again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, uh, I have been Pete Van Dyke. We are live from the Dutch Hall. We will see you NT. See you next Thursday.